Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. happening i feel bad i feel i feel <laughs> a little bit better i'm starting to get back to my old self you got a little pep in your step i have a little bit of pep i still feel like i have a mucus ball right in the center of my throat and I it doesn't want to go up or down so how many times you've said mucus ball in the last few episodes it's really cute it's like an orb you were just attracting the- those mates you know rail them in. yeah oh my gosh well speaking of yeah, me and Jake had a weird topic of conversation the other day. We were going through all of our like weird scars. Weird I don't know. Scars. Yeah, it's, sometimes that's fun to do. Hmm. I have a bunch. Do you? Yeah, I think I'm like prone to disaster. Ah, yeah. It's kind of like Hooper, who's and Hooper? you know from Jaws. Oh, uh, uh, dude! I literally yeah. was like, "Who's that? Who's Hooper?" <laughs> I, I still know. Don't know that movie. I know. If you were wondering, when they compare him and Quint, compare their scars. Is I, that what is that was the conversation? It was a conversation. I would have got that reference had mm. I understood that movie at all. It's and cared an about plot. it. I know. Guess what? Summer's coming. Jaws two. Woo woo! Oh fuck yeah! I yes. totally forgot Ha-ha. you're going to do Jaws two. That's right. Oh uh, yeah, we were just talking about scars because I have a lot of them. The main one we were like looking at my. Um, rotator cuff scars i think we've oh, talked yeah. about it before but i had two rotator cuff repairs mm-hmm. on my right, right shoulder because i was lifting when i worked at whole foods yeah i was on a ladder yeah i'm probably i've probably vented about this yeah. but i'm gonna vent about it again do it do it <laughs> i was on a ladder i was lifting a bag of brazil nuts mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. a bulk bin heavy as fuck yeah and the reason i tore my fucking rotator cuff because you know i'm not going to take responsibility yeah, right right i don't of do that not. right <laughs> ever no uh some man came up to me and was like i don't know like where's the parmesan cheese or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. asked for something and i jerked all fucking downhill from there. I felt it, the nuts on the ground. Yes. And can I just fucking say, if you are at a grocery store and you see a worker struggling to lift a heavy bag, go fucking find the Parmesan cheese yourself. (laughs) A heavy bag of nuts? Now is not the fucking time (laughs) to ask a question. (laughs) (laughs) Lord likes nuts. Um, I can't even look at a Brazil nut without getting flashbacks. Uh Jake makes fun of me for it. They're they're not in your diet. No, they're not in my pantry. Right. Um, So yeah, I have a bunch of scars from that. Yeah. But I also... Jake didn't know this one. I don't know how, though. Remember when I caught my arm on fire? Yes. I've yes. caught on fire a lot. You have. You have. Yes. <laughs> well, because, uh, you know, we're used to wearing a lot of bracelets. And yeah. I used baubles. to, like, deck myself out in dangly bracelets, mm-hmm. which I don't anymore. And maybe this is mm-hmm. why. And we were all hanging out. It was, like, back in the day. A lot of my friends were there. We were playing some kind of game. There may have been alcohol involved. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And I reached for something across a a table and a candle was underneath me and one of my dangles. Yeah. Because you (laughs) used to knit those like uh, friendship bracelets and you always had like a ton of them on your arm. I'm a nerd. It's okay. Call me out. Yeah. One of my friendship bracelets (laughs) caught on fire, which is a really good analogy for my friendships in life. (laughs) There you go. But anywho... I caught on fire. Yeah. The bracelet caught on fire and it was burning my arm and I didn't even notice. Yeah, you didn't. Must have been the alcohol. No. You know, I I was just chilling there and one of my friends was like, Lee, uh, uh, I think think you're you're on on fire. fire. Yeah. I have a big scar from it. I think I covered most of it with a tattoo though. So it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, just cover it with some ink. It's all good. Scars remind us that the past is real. Papa Roach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Remember when we saw him in concert? I do. And they were really bad. No offense, Papa Roach. No, they were bad. Were they? Yeah. You were going to try to be nice. I was going to say, I thought we've seen him a couple times. Once I th- thought he was good when he oh, came with you? Buck Cherry. Oh, right? Ooh, Buck no. Cherry. Oh, Buck Cherry Buck was Cherry. bad, too. Oh, no, he was good. <laughs> Laura, we have vastly different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sipping my coffee today out of a sippy cup. You are. After I spilled it all over me last, last week. Last week, she, yeah, her coffee took a tumble. If you were a member of our Patreon, yeah. you got to see that. It was mm-hmm. glorious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are my favorite scars. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have Do you have some? 
I think I only have one. I mean, you, you caught, one scar. You, you caught me off guard. Okay. So I mean, I am a Virgo. We're pretty, yeah. you know. But again, we know that I'm grounded. very. I'm grounded, but we know that I'm very clumsy. Yes. You know, I always say my daddy didn't call me Grace for nothing <laughs> because I'm always tripping and falling. Yeah. Um, like so you really, you really. Are. I do. Yeah. So you know, one time uh, I remember, you know, back in my day, if you wanted to, you know meet the guys Ooh. you went to the roller skating ring oh god i <laughs> this is already now, off I, to a bad i can't even start. walk no and yet here i am Put some with, skates on. with some roller skates mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. and i remember uh trying to impress uh this young lad Ooh. his name was sean guzik i even remember his oh name oh my god shout he out was, to sean guzik he was a little redhead <laughs> of course. oh my gosh and um i just had a crush on him <laughs> Are you I was like, I was like, maybe we can skate. We can do a couple <laughs> skate, right? Yeah. And of course, I get out there and I trip over. You know, I just Air. trip. Air. <laughs> And I hit the ground. Yeah. And it was a catastrophe. He like ran over my pinky finger with his skate. Oh my god. And I still have Did like you? a bump on my yeah, it's still it's like never he- it never really? healed. Oh my god. You've it's never like told me this before. It's gnarly. <laughs> oh my god, it is. It looks like a little old yeah. witch's finger. Ew. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. devastating. It was what a great analogy. I never skated again. No, I'm just kidding. For right. your dating life. Yes. We're just yeah. a lot of this is yeah. making sense. Right. Wow. There you Sean go. Sean was his name? Yes. Look what you've done. Look what you've done, Sean. <laughs> well, that's Stuck a good with one. Me. Uh, fact check, Jake, you got any? I, I got one, yeah. Um, so when I was in high school, I was in a musical. What? Jake yeah, was a, I know. A, like a little cute theater nerd, I know, right? Me, 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 me. <laughs> and um, the character that I played um, throws himself off of a bridge. Oh. Yeah, a little dark, cute. right? <laughs> but um, so they're trying to figure out like how they can uh, stage this, right? So it looks cool. Yeah. And they want me to fall backwards onto a mattress. Nope. Does not sound safe. No. And no. And that's what I said too, right? <laughs> I looked at it and I'm like, eh, I don't really know if this is going to work. But the two guys who were designing it were like dad jock types. They had like sons in football and they were like, oh, you're like a little football. turkey. Go do it. You know? But listen And Jake's here. like, where's my stunt double? In fact, check Jake says that something yeah. is not safe. Right. Uh Check yeah. yourself fucking right. out of there. No. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't want to look like, you know, I was afraid or anything. <laughs> so I just, you know, fell off the way they were telling me to. And the guys were like, oh, we weren't ready for you. So uh, I hit the mattress. Oh, no. And I fell onto, uh, it was a barricade, which is basically Ooh. like a makeshift thing that they had on stage with chairs, barrels, tables, Ooh. random pieces of wood. Ooh. And it split my back open. Oh, no. Ooh, and those guys' tunes changed real quick. We didn't want you to jump yet. No, no, no. Listen and here, you little fuckers. We didn't give you the these... green light, buddy. Give me That's these what names. I'm saying. Don't fucking make fun of me because I'm going to do something right, right. then. I'm going to add their names to the list with Sean. <laughs> Like years later, I went to uh, Dr. Josh, our notorious chiropractor, (laughs) and he asked me, like, dude, were you in a car accident? Oh, my gosh. Like, I was fucked up. Yeah, you've got a gnarly scar back there. Yeah, Yeah, still there. I think it's kind of cute. I mean, sorry about your accident. (laughs) Sorry you were maimed, but I like (laughs) your scar. It's kind of (laughs) sexy. It's a war wound. I know, right? Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, Yeah, fuck those guys. Uh, I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you fucking down. I'm going to get you. Um, wow, this was like our own little episode of Scarred. Do you yeah. Please tell me you remember that show on MTV. I think the fucking yes, guy from yes. Papa Roach hosted it. Did he really? I am 99% And he positive. wrote a song about it. Full no. circle. <laughs> I know. Wow, full what circle What came moment. first, the song or the television show? <laughs> oh my God, his hair is all yes. I can have, you know. <gasps> wow, it was mm-hmm. really a moment. Yeah. All right, fun. Well. Yes. Yeah. You ready to get into it? I sure am. Well, before we do, we have one new patron to thank. Yes. Oh my God. Alexandra, thanks so much. <gasps> Alexandra, yes. thank Welcome. you. Thanks for joining the family. Yes. It's a fun time over there. Here's your, you know, go visit our Patreon, please. It yes. really helps us. You will get extra love coming your way from us. You sure do. Um, and if you can't do that, please write us a review on Apple or just tap a little button on Spotify. Yes. And I'm going to start making threats. If you don't do it, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fact Check Jake is going to come fart on your pillow. So hope you like pink eye. Hope you like pink eye. <laughs> Fucking go review us, damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So with that, I am done with the niceties. <laughs> I am. The Aries moon's coming out, farting on your pillow. All right. So I'm up to bat. Yes. Um, and I have a very popular one today. Yeah. Uh, very highly requested. Cannot stress that one enough. Highly, 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 highly requested. 
Um, I am talking about Howl's Moving Castle today. Ooh, I like the Ooh, title. Very I've not cute seen title. It. You would like it. It's okay. a very, very magical movie. There's Ooh. magic all throughout it. Um, it's rated PG 13. I could not find a tagline, no? which bummed me out. Oh, bummer. Sad. Uh, it is a 2004 Japanese animated fantasy film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Ah. Um, and I did Spirited yep. Away a while yep. back. So. All right, this is loosely based on a 1986 novel by the same name, written by British author Diana Wynne-Jones. Oh, nice. Very cool. Um, here's your voice cast, and I did watch the English version. Okay. Keep that in mind. All right, Christian Bale as Hal. Okay. Uh, Lauren Bacall as Witch of the Waste. Who is that? Lauren Bacall? Do I know who that is? Oh, my gosh. She is like Casablanca. Oh, okay. Old actress, an older actress. But she also okay. she does also appear in an episode of The Sopranos uh, when oh. when they go to the Cleaver and he uh, Christopher <gasps> yes. steals her swag bag. That's where I know yes, her from. Yes, yes, yes. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. I knew I knew that name. <laughs> Hysterical. All right. Emily Mortimer as Young Sophie. Gene mm-hmm. Simmons as old Sophie, and okay. she's another yes. like, classic yep. actress, right? Classic, yep. Uh, Billy Crystal as Calcifer. Okay. Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> Hutcherson. <laughs> Off to a good start as Markle. Um, I like to call him Pete the Malark. <laughs> Pete the Malark? Yeah, from the Hunger Games. Oh, jeez. Jake calls him Pete a chip. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Um, and Jenna Malone, also from the Hunger Games. Ah. And she voiced Letty. Okay. Um, all right. So before my rundown, I am going to say, because this is a popular one, I do not want anyone coming for my ass. Okay. okay. This, I felt, was a very long and complex storyline. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-hour long movie, but there's okay. a lot. There's always a lot going on yes. in Miyazaki films. Yeah. Um, so a lot of parts and characters. I'm going to stick to the main plot. Okay. Okay. Love that. So some characters and plot lines will be left out. Mm-hmm. Again, please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Please don't come at me. <laughs> in regards to yeah. that. Okay. Okay, here's your rundown. Um, it opens with young Sophie finishing up some work at the hat shop. Ooh, the cute. Hat shop. Yeah, she's like making hats. Oh, cute. <laughs> uh, before heading out to visit her sister, Letty. Okay. I like that name, Letty. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Mm-hmm. On her way there, she bumps into some really gross and creepy soldiers who yeah. clearly do not have the best intentions. They're like oh. being real fucking skeezy and weird. Like they're gross and creepy in personality or their no, appearance? No, they're like, I like her better when she's scared. Oh. Yeah, I was okay. like, what the fuck? And this mm-hmm. is in the first, like, five minutes. And I looked at Jake, oh. and I'm like, am I about to have to whoop some ass? Or what's yeah, going something, on? Something bad was going to happen to <laughs> exactly. her. Exactly. Okay. Uh, luckily, a handsome wizard named Hal, oh. uh, what she doesn't know that at the time, sweeps in and acts like her boyfriend. Oh. And with the wave of his finger, makes the two soldiers walk away. Oh, nice. So he's magical. Ah, uh, magic. Mm-hmm. Hal escorts Sophie the rest of the way to Letty's, and you can tell Sophie is, like, smitten already. She's, mm. like, batting the eyes a little bit. Hal, mm-hmm. come on over. Except, you know what? I'm going to take a minute to vent about this. Okay. So Hal, like, picks her up, and they kind of float on the clouds. It's very cute, right? He's very handsome, whatever, um, and drops her off at Letty's. And he's like, okay, now, like, stay here and be careful. And she's like, okay. And he's like, that's my girl. If I just fucking meet you mm. and you say that's my girl to me, yeah. I'd be like, I am not your motherfucking girl. Hold the fuck on. Yeah, I am yeah. no longer smitten. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Out of here. <laughs> You're, You're out of here. You yeah. played the game wrong. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sophie explains what happened to Letty once she arrives. Okay. And Letty informs her that it was how the wizard. And warns her to be careful because he's known to eat the hearts of beautiful girls. Oh, <laughs> very wow. casual. Bummer. I'd be like, sign me up, want a date? I know. <laughs> Toxic? I'm fucking there. I'm there. Uh, later on that night, back at the hat shop, a woman randomly comes in and starts insulting the shit out of Sophie. I thought, it wow, was this hilarious. girl's having a rough day. <laughs> she really Jeez. is. This girl comes in, she's like, these hats are fucking tacky. And Garbage. You are the tackiest thing in here. I'm like, bitch. Oh my gosh, I'll see you after class. <laughs> You're tacky and I hate you. Uh, the bitchy woman then introduces herself as the Witch of the Waste before casting a spell on Sophie that turns her into an old woman. She turns Sophie into an old woman? Yes, like super fucking old, like 90 years old is mm. I think what they said. So it's like waste as in wasted away. And I was thinking like my waist. Oh, yes. yes. No, like W-A-S-T-E. Okay. Like gotcha, a wasteland. Gotcha. A wasteland. <laughs> yes, me trying to spell. Yeah. 
You're it's a like, decrepit wasteland. Yes. yes. Yes, that actually is relevant to her okay. character. I'm not going to go into it, but way to okay. go, Lore. Nice. Um, the Witch of the Waste then says, give my regards to Hal and vanishes, leaving Sophie scared, old, and alone. Is she jelly? You, yes. So I was going to say, why you ask? I'm going to give us a little uh-huh. help. Uh-huh. We find out later in the film that the Witch of the Waste is after Hal in his heart, basically because he brushed her off after a few dates and she still loves him. So oh she's a little jelly of Sophie. Okay. Mm, this is hilarious. What? <laughs> Ties into mine. Does it really? It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my God. We always do that. All right. So anyway, the next day, Sophie escapes up the mountain to eat some lunch by herself and maybe figure out like what the fuck is happening. She, she can't be to, seen. Was she able to get up the mountain at 90? Barely. Okay. But she um, did it. Hey, go. She did go. it. And Jake was roasting both of us. Yeah. He said, I have the posture of old Sophie and you walk like old Sophie. I do. <laughs> I'm starting to walk like my grandfather. Oh, no. I know. He had yeah. bad knees. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just roast him while we're at it. Fucking hell. All right. So while she's up there, uh, she can hardly walk <laughs> was my next <laughs> note. So she starts searching for a tree branch, tree, okay, <laughs> a tree branch to use as a cane. Uh, when she stumbles upon a scarecrow that has a turnip for a head. A turnip? A turnip. Not a radish. And she's Not like, a kohlrabi. Yeah. And she's like, a I don't turnip. like turnips. <laughs> Everyone in this movie. And you movie turn into something else. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and he is a character that I can't go into, but he's cute. Okay. Um, and he helps her find a safe place to stay for the night. That safe place turns out to be the Wizard House Moving Castle. Ooh. There's your movie title. All Ooh. right. So it like floats kind of right. and walks. Uh-huh. Um, Sophie is reluctant. Like the Baba Yaga. Oh my god! Yes, it has. Yes. It has like little feet. I think. Oh my gosh! Lord, what a connection! Ooh. I love that. Um, Sophie is reluctant to enter at first, but then remembers she doesn't have to be afraid of how eating her heart, right? Mm-hmm. Because now she's fucking old and decrepit. It's crumpled. It's a pebble. I'm no longer pretty. I'm fucking old. A calcified pebble. <laughs> <laughs> Me. All right. So she goes in and warms herself by the fire when she is suddenly introduced to an extremely powerful fire demon named Calcifer. And he Ooh. gives her the deets on some things. Calcifer is my favorite. He's like a little flame. Uh-huh. Okay. Really cute. Yeah. Flame with eyes. He. <laughs> All right. Calcifer is under a spell that keeps him inside of Hal's castle. And uh-huh. he's not happy about uh-huh. it. This is Billy Crystal. He so wants to imagine, Yeah, he's hilarious. Like, he's funny, yeah. right? Analyze this, my favorite. I know. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Call my- the Vatican. See if anything's missing. <laughs> yeah, we say that all the time. <laughs> we yeah. really do. Yeah. All right, his magic is what moves the castle, and he is helped by Hal's young apprentice, Markle. Okay. Um, If Calcifer dies, Hal dies too. Mm. And most importantly, fire demons can break curses. Oh, okay. So Sophie's like, wait a damn minute. I am cursed. All right. And and I want to be young again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they make a deal. If Sophie can break the spell Calcifer is under, right, Mm -hmm. then he will break the Witch of the Wastes curse and turn Sophie young again. So she can get back down the hill. Yes. She almost didn't get up. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's fucking stuck in this castle now, too. She can't fucking walk. Uh, the catch with mm-hmm. this whole thing is that apparently you can't give details of spells or curses, right? So oh. Calcifer can't tell Sophie the details of how to break his curse. Uh-huh. So she has to figure it out. And on vice her versa. And vice versa. So they all have to figure it yeah. out on their own. Figure it out. So when Hal returns home, Sophie and Calcifer explain her presence by saying that she's the new cleaning lady. She's oh, like, and Hal was like, "All right, yeah, oh, yeah." But I think, and they don't fully explain it, but I think that Hal knows exactly who Sophie is. Oh. Like he sees her as young Sophie. I okay. think, okay, unbeknownst to Sophie, okay, uh, because he's a fucking wizard. Calcifer. Right? <laughs> yes, you're following along. <laughs> I'm getting it. There's a lot of players in this game. But, I mean, he's a powerful yeah. wizard. Yeah. So wouldn't he be able to, you'd Om- think, right? Omnipotent. Yes. All-knowing. I'll see. Omnipotent? Yeah. No. Omnipotent? <laughs> O-M. Oh, my God. That wasn't right. <laughs> As it left my mouth, I said, just shut up. <laughs> I hate you. You could have just let it slide. <laughs> Super potent. <laughs> no. Uh, like, I didn't even have to insert that. Oh, gold star. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> All right. Anyway, old Sophie and Laura get it together. 
man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fuck. All right. So old Sophie goes about her work in the castle, cleaning mm-hmm. everything in sight. I okay. said she must be a Virgo. Oh, she seems to <laughs> be enjoying the cleaning. There you go. And here is what we learned during her stay. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of smashing mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of movie into a little bit. All right, the castle is not just any castle, but a magic portal that can appear in four different places with the switch of a dial. That was my ah. favorite part. There's like four colors, and depending on what color they're on, they're in a different place. Okay, cool. Very cute. In each place, Hal is known by a different name. Oh. The man has aliases on top of aliases. Nice. All right? He likes an air of mystery. Oh, love it. Hal seems to be kind of pompous and self-absorbed, like he's very into his looks. Don't right. love that. He gives me a little bit of, like, David Bowie energy. Oh, all right. right. Mm-hmm. However, As <laughs> Yes. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Where's the bulge? Back in the bulge. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, he is actually an anxious, very kind, but scared person, same, who spreads rumors about himself and takes on different personas so he can keep people away. He doesn't want anyone really close. Mm -hmm. Sad. Mm -hmm. Laura's like, I get it. I relate. No. (laughs) It's because of of rollerblades, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. It all started there. (laughs) All right. So remember the soldiers from the beginning, Mm -hmm. the creeps. All right. Well, they were there because there's a big war going on between two kingdoms. Okay. And Hal has secretly been fighting against both sides to try Mm. to stop the fight because it's like, it's nonsense. It doesn't need to be happening. Right. So he's actually a good guy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so we do find out that Hal's curse is that he has no heart. Oh. Ouch, right? Damn. <laughs> I know, Lore looked devastated. Jeez. Um, but that does not stop him and Sophie from making eyes at each other. You know what I'm saying? Even when she's old. Yeah, but he, I don't think he sees her he as old. He doesn't see her that. But, or he doesn't care. Okay. You know what I I'm saying? I love that. Love, <laughs> Lore's like, fuck yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Age is but a number. That it is, my that friend. We know. That it is. So with all that in mind, we're going to flash forward a bit. Okay, the war gets really bad. Okay. And Hal's castle is attacked. Oh, no. And during this attack, Sophie is separated from the group and winds up in the past. Okay. Just bear with me. All right. (laughs) There, she sees a very important moment from Hal's childhood that explains everything. Okay. All right, one day as a young boy, Hal sees a falling star and catches it. Oh, fun. He swallows the star. Mm. No. (laughs) No. No. no, I don't no. know why. Okay. He just like plops it in his mouth, mm. and then out he like spits out calcifer, what like what we know to be oh. calcifer. Okay, so I needed this explained to me because okay. I was a little confused. So let me help you out. Basically, calcifer became Hal's heart. Oh, okay, and that's why they are both like cursed and attached to each other. That's gotcha. why if calcifer dies, Hal dies oh. because he's actually his heart. Oh no. Ouch. Cute. Uh, With this new information, Sophie finds an injured Hal and the rest of the group. She sticks calcifer back into Hal's chest. Simple as that. Wow. (laughs) Easy peasy. This frees calcifer. He's no longer linked to Hal, right? And it restores Hal. He now has a heart. Oh, cute. With the spell broken, old Sophie transforms back into young Sophie. She's got a new little haircut. She can get down the hill. Hell yeah. All right. Her and Hal finally get it on. They don't show that, but I'm in, I'm just reading between the lines. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, the war ends, and the gang lives happily ever after in their new moving castle. And it's like the castle was kind of dingy, uh, dank, and gray. Did she spruce it up, She Sophie? spruced it up. She did now some decorating. Now it's got plants, and it's what? alive yes. and very happy. I love because that. Because they're happy together. Yes. And that is the end of Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, that's cute. It's very, very cute. The music is beautiful. The animations in these movies, holy shit, they're so pretty. There's so much to look at. Yeah. So I would recommend it. Okay. Um, But what is my lesson? What is your lesson? I'm going to talk about wizards. Ooh. And the Merlin of Japan. Nice. Ooh. That's exciting. I know. I love Merlin. All right. Are you ready? Yes. So what is a wizard? What is a wizard? A wizard is defined as a man who has magical powers, especially in legends and fairy tales. Fairy tales. <laughs> the fairy tales. <laughs> the fairy tales. Or a person skilled in magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may be used interchangeably with words like sorcerer, magician, warlock, sorceress, and witch. Ah. ah. The word wizard comes from the medieval phrase wizard. 
Wiser. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm the wiser. I'm the wiser of them all. Uh, meaning a wise person or one whose opinions should be listened to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wizards appear in many tales and stories, but are not necessarily one dimensional. Meaning okay. they aren't like a stock character. Each wizard is different mm-hmm. and is distinguished by their magical powers. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right, so with multifaceted. Yes. yes. With wizards, much like witches, you have to work hard at separating historical fact from fiction mm-hmm. when researching. Yeah. Um there is a lot to unpack, so this is probably just like, you know, the tip. That's just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> like you like it, Laura. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um there are ancient Egyptian tales of wizards, pagan wizards, lots of folklore surrounding them. Wizards and druids are really weaved together. Yes. Which I know you mentioned Merlin in uh, the Mists yes, of Avalon. In the Mists of Avalon episode. Yeah. Um, but because my movie is a Japanese film, I would yes. like to touch on Japanese wizards. Oh, I love that. All right. So I did my best to look up pronunciations of these words. Okay. I do apologize if I'm wrong. In advance. You know, I'm doing my best. So, omyoji, mm-hmm. or Japanese wizards, are those who practice omyodo, the path of yin and yang. Yes. Okay. It has been described as a mixture of natural science and occultism. Ooh. Lord, that's like right, right up your alley. alley. From my understanding, omyodo is a magical art that blended a lot of different beliefs, occult practices, thoughts, etc. Mm-hmm. into something that was found only in Japan. Oh, nice. So like, for example, it does include elements of Taoism, Buddhism, etc. Oh, nice. But then it became its own thing. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> mm. um, I'm I like fascinated. You have me in a trance. It's very, very cool. Yes. So, um, Yoji can be compared to Western wizards, magicians, and or astrologers. Mm-hmm. And during the Heian period, I don't know if I said that right, um, Yoji held official court positions and aided the emperor. Ooh, Ooh. Yes, love that. So, some things they are said to be able to do. Predict the future using the stars or astrology. Okay. Control and or exercise spirits and ghosts. Nice. And speak to them like Ooh. mediums. Uh, prevent misfortune. Make predictions based on nature, ha and just like general divination. Yeah, you they can, can see do why it they would be important. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they would like help the emperor make decisions based on all of this. Mm-hmm. They're like their guide. Yeah. The most famous omyoji seemed to be a man named Abe no Seime, mm-hmm. also known as the Merlin of Japan. Ooh. I knew you would like that. Yes. He studied astrology and was at one point the court omyoji. Okay. Mm-hmm. Abe no Seime was believed to be so supernaturally powerful that he left a lasting legacy after his death. So there's lots of stories and legends. Emphasis on the legends. Again, uh-huh. you have to be careful. Right. Um, there was a shrine erected for him in Kyoto. Nice. Um, plays surrounding his life, music based on him. Wow. Um, it said that he lived to be, I think, around 85, which at that time was considered to be very yeah. long. Yeah. And long that, life. like, aided to this belief that yeah. he was really magical. Yeah, and it just kept growing from yes. there. Yes. So I will link a bunch of stuff Ooh, about that's that. that's fascinating. And that is my lesson. I love that. Very cool. That was really interesting, right? yeah. I knew yeah. nothing about it. I think it's very cool. Yes. Um... Would you like some fun and random facts? I sure would. All right. Christian Bale was such a huge fan of Spirited Away that he agreed to play any role in Howl's Moving Castle. Nice. Nice. Speaking of Christian Bale, he uh-huh. was prepping for his role of Batman while uh-huh. recording this. <laughs> and at some points, you can definitely fucking tell because it sounds like Batman. Oh, really? Oh, my God. He likes to stay in his characters. Yeah. I think. I don't think I would be a fan of his. Yeah. Like, he seems a little intense yes. for me. Yeah. But, yeah, there were moments where Jake was like, that sounded exactly like Batman. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Batman. Batman. Um, Diana Wynne-Jones, the writer of the novel this is based on, got her own private screening of the film before it was released. A VIP. Nice. Did Um, she give it two thumbs up? I think so. It seemed Mm -hmm, like it. mm -hmm. Um, In the book, Sophie is actually a witch. Like it is said she's a witch. Nice. Um, And in the movie, it's kind of left up to the audience's interpretation. Okay. But she's a witch, right? Uh Uh-huh. Um, if you pay close attention to Calcifer throughout the film, you will see that he actually pulsates like a heart, Aww. giving you a little hint. Cute. And, like, he acts like his heart. Like, when Sophie pays attention to Calcifer, he gets all, like, excited. And so uh, okay. it's because it's, there's I a love like connect. That. Yes, it's uh, very cute. cute. 
Um, I didn't really go into the war plot line, but there are a lot of anti-war themes throughout the film. Nice. And this was Miyazaki's way of expressing his pain, feelings, and conflict about the 2003 Iraq War. Mm. So I will link articles about that because it was like a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Lastly, the film won a bunch of awards. But who's surprised? Again, these movies are stunning. Yeah, super cool. Absolutely. Right, beautiful. Very magical. Go watch. Yes. 10 out of 10. I'm going to go watch that. It's available on HBO. Oh, cool. Then I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch We're it so then. I have that. A lot of his films are on HBO right okay, now. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you want to go and just do a binge. A binge watch. Yeah. Yes. Right. I love it. That's what I got. Yay. Wasn't that a fun one? That was fun. Thanks, friends, no for recommending it. was so recommended. It. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot you could go into too like yeah. the fire demons and the yeah. castles it, very very more. neat yeah. yeah awesome all right cool i guess that means i'm up i think you're up to bat i have a showstopper today do you yeah wow no, not really but oh no <laughs> is it a cinematic piece of crap mm, depends <laughs> i liked it <laughs> that is up to you that is up to your interpretation all right so today I am tackling Cursed. Cursed. We loved this one. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. 2005 horror comedy. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of horror I like. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like bad. It's bad. <laughs> but so bad good. it's good. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, about the legendary werewolf. Ooh. Spooky. Yes. Written by Kevin Williamson and directed by Wes Craven. That's why we like it. Yep. I like Wes Craven yep. films. And these two work together in a little movie called Scream. Yes. Yes. I did know that. Yes. The budget was 75 mil. Mm-hmm. It only did 29.6 oh my. at the box office. That is a clinker. It was considered a huge flop. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it seems the film was cursed right out of the gate. <laughs> a little play on words there. <laughs> uh, it was set to actually be released in 2003. Oh. And due to constant interference from the Weinstein brothers or Weinstein brothers or whatever the heck you call Fuck those them. dudes, Fuck them, uh, don't they kept demanding changes in the storyline and constant reshoots. Hmm. They insisted that the movie go through a ton of re editing to change the original R rating to a PG 13. Oh, for Pete's sake. I mean, sometimes, like most horror, 99% of horror just needs to be R-rated. I was going right? to say, scary. Slap, slap an R on there right. and you'll be fine. People were like, yes. When I see PG-13, I'm like, probably not too scary. It's going to be a little, you yeah. know, too tame for too me. Too tame, mm-hmm. right. Uh, so then the final nail in the coffin was the firing of infamous special effects artist Rick Baker. They got rid of all of the werewolves he created for this film and had them replaced with CGI Ew. werewolves, which... Is my one complaint in this it's movie. Bad. It's really bad. Ooh, the the werewolves. Down. Come yeah, on, man. Bad. I like practical effects. Yes, me too. Uh, Wes, it seems, was not happy with the final income uh, outcome. Income. <laughs> or or probably in- both. Income <laughs> probably outcome. A little bit of both. Yeah, the final income <laughs> was nil, and the final, and that was due to the final outcome of the film. Laura, uh, thank you for there that you explanation. Yeah. See, my mind is like three <laughs> steps ahead. All right, so here's your cast. It's a good one. It's a great cast. Mm-hmm. All right, we have Christina Ricci. Love her. As Ellie Myers. Mm-hmm. Jesse Eisenberg as Jimmy Myers. Jimmy. Joshua Jackson. <gasps> Love him so much. Casey. As Jake Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Judy Greer as Joni. Mm-hmm. Milo Ventimiglia as Bo. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Yes. Uh, Christina Anapau as Brooke. Okay. I probably didn't say that right. Uh, Portia de Rossi as Zella. Damn. Shannon Elizabeth as Becky Morton. Is it an early 2000s movie if Shannon Elizabeth doesn't make an appearance? That's right. That's my That's question. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I think she might actually be the deciding factor if a movie is a clinker. Oh, right? no. Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. But she wasn't a- 13 Ghosts. She was. So she is, was. That, is that an outlier? But I think, well, I think Maddie L., like, you know what? He transcends. You're so fucking right. Acting, he trumps. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got yes, you. Yes. All right. All right. So we have Maya as Jenny Tate. Okay. Who's Maya? She was a singer. Oh, wasn't was she? she? Okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure. I'm like, who is she? Dr. Jake, you might want to check me on that. I thought so. One word name. I figured she might be important. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm, sure she was a singer. Yes. yes. American singer songwriter. <laughs> Just Maya. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. She was in Lady Marmalade. Oh, was Did she? Did I say that right? <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah. Wasn't she? Was she Moulin Rouge. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Okay. Jake, that is Lady Marmalade. (laughs) Get it together. (laughs) That's it. Okay. And um, Michael Rosenbaum is Kyle. You love him. He's like, he was in... I was um, like, who is he? Who is he? (laughs) He was in, um, oh, shit. Urban Legend. Michael Rosenbaum. He's the one that put the... the, (gasps) Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And isn't he in one of those other movies? Like Sorority Girls or something. something. Sorority Boys. Sorority Boys. Sorority Boys. He's funny as hell. Yeah, he's funny as hell. Oh, he was... Wasn't his his big thing was Smallville. I Mm -hmm. never watched that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, I like him in Urban Legend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And appearing as themselves, Scott Bayo, Craig Kilborn, Lance Bass, and Bowling (laughs) for Soup. Bowling for Soup. There you go. It is the early 2000s. That's oh my. right. That's right. All right. So here's your plot. Yes. All right. The movie opens to the tune of Little Red Riding Hood by Bowling for Soup. There they are again. The, the soundtrack is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. We got tunes by Three Days Grace, Alkaline Trio, Collective Soul, Dashboard Confessional, and Houdini. H-W-O. God, there he is again, you <laughs> motherfucker. You weaseled your way in here. It's there been a while. You, it's been a go. minute. Um, wow, you really just gave me like... Flashbacks? I'm, I'm flashing back to I the know. early 2000s. I know. What a time to be alive. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so here we are. L.A. Becky Morton and Jenny Tate head to Zella okay. to have their fortunes told. Got love life issues, you know. Yeah. Always. You, you know them well. <laughs> I know them well. <laughs> But when Zella gets one look at their palms, she tells them they are both in terrible danger. Oh, no. That's not what you want to hear. No. She sees a lot of blood, (laughs) and she tells them to beware of the moon because the beast feeds in the moonlight. That's all you got to say to me. Yeah. 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 You tell me what to do, and I'll fucking do it. And Jenny says, I'm out of here. Yeah. And Becky takes one split second to scold Zella, telling her, you can't tell people that kind of shit. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Harsh. (laughs) Yeah. Harsh. Uh, So here's my Virgo brain and my attention to details. Let it out. So even though it was like a 10-second interaction, right? Mm. Becky heads outside. And her friend is nowhere to be found. She's right? a runner. She's, she's a track star. Right. Exactly. She's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're separated. Uh, this drives me insane in movies. Right? Yeah. Doesn't add no. up. Leave no man behind. You would have been able to find her. Yeah. Becky's like, hmm, where'd she go? Oh, well, I guess I'll just go get in my car. Like, After what, what the fuck? I forgot right? that lady yes. just said to you. I don't yes. think so. But the whole scene reminded me of like the carnival scene in The Lost Boys, like when they're Ooh. on the pier. and the, Yeah. That's what it Love looked like. Love that. Anyway, I digress. So, mm-hmm. cut to the Hollywood Wax Museum <gasps> right next to Groman's Chinese Theater. Okay. And it is a real place. Yes, Laura. <laughs> I think I talked about it when we talked about Wax Muse- Wax uh, House Wax. Oh, right? yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a gold star for being the longest running wax museum in the United States. Which Way to go. Which opened in 1965. You did it. Congratulations. Right. So Zipper the dog wanders in and is promptly found by his owner, Jimmy Myers. Hello, Jimmy. Jimmy Myers. This <laughs> LaCroix. Um, Jimmy's the class dweeb, right? Okay. Brooke, who is working at the museum, goes to school with Jimmy, and he has a huge crush on her. Ooh. Of course, she has no idea who he ev- even is, even though he sits behind her in several classes. I hate that trope. Yeah. Come yeah. on. So he's really trying hard to make a play here and conversate with her. But her boyfriend, Bo, and his friends arrive to pick her up. And, of course, they proceed to bully and humiliate Jimmy. With a name like Bo, no offense to anyone out there, you were probably not going to be very nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. Uh, Jimmy calls his sister, Ellie, who was supposed to pick him up like an hour ago. She's running late. Okay. She stopped at a new business concept about to open called Tinsel. It's a wax museum club combo. Okay, why are there so many wax museums? Right? Ellie's boyfriend, Jake, is the mastermind behind this genius idea. Oh, damn. Okay. I can go to the wax museum and have a drink and get my, get jiggy with it. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, that kind of sounds kind of sick, though. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, hey, I'd go. I'd go. I'd go. Right? Yeah. Uh, Jake gives Ellie a little tour when she notices among the installations a walking stick with a carved silver handle. Okay. Jake tells her it is the sterling silver replica donated by the Lon Chaney estate <gasps> to commemorate the 50th anniversary nice. of the Wolfman. Nice little Nice nod. little play there. Okay. Uh, as Jimmy and Sis drive home, they argue over he well, they argue over her tardiness of picking him up. He's not happy about it. <laughs> Lord's like, I was not either. <laughs> I was not happy that she was tardy. Right, distracted, they hit a creature, causing them to swerve and hit another car, Uh-oh. which goes over the guardrail and down an embankment. Oh fuck! As they go to help, the person in the car 
we realize that it was Becky. Becky. Driving home from the pier. Ah, from the beginning. Not with her friend, though, because I guess she took a separate car, (laughs) got an Uber, caught a cab. I don't know. Laura's Uh, like, there is a plot hole. There's a plot. Yeah, Becky is trapped, and Jimmy and Ellie try to free her. And something scared the piss out of me. Something reaches into the opposite window and and snatches her right out. (laughs) She's been snatched. She's snatched right out of the car. And bye-bye. Right? See Guess ya. you should have listened to Zella. Bye-bye, Becky. She told you. Thank you she for told your you. efforts. She did, man. Yeah. Jimmy described to the police officer, which is a cameo of Nick Offerman. Oh, yes. love yep. that. Yep. Um, as a monster wolf. A monster wolf. Of course, they're not buying it. But whatever it was, it scratched Jimmy and Ellie in the process. Okay. That's not Uh-oh. good. No. Nope. Jimmy's dog, Zipper, <gasps> knows something is amok and bites Jimmy. <gasps> oh, no. When they finally arrive home. Zipper doesn't even want to speak to Jimmy. He's like, <laughs> "You get the fuck You're away out. from me. Get out of here." If Zipper dies, I'm not watching. There's something this wrong with you. Uh, we realize that Jimmy and Sis are on their own, and the two depend on each other. Okay. Right? Jimmy immediately heads to his room to do some sleuthing on his computer about werewolves. Uh, right. You he's, know? he's on it. He is on it. Yes. Um, Ellie hears noises and goes downstairs, but the house is locked up tighter than a fart. <laughs> and- <laughs> That's a new one for me. I've never heard anyone say that. Did you make that up? I did. <laughs> Tighter than a fart. Yeah. TM. <laughs> I'm putting that on a shirt. <laughs> All you hear is this cuckoo clock. And you know, you know those old like German cuckoo clocks? I that do. They can pop out and it's little red riding hood being chased by a wolf. Another little another, nod. Another little nod. Cute. Uh, there's a jump scare. Jake is in the house, the boyfriend, right? <laughs> oh, right. He wants to talk to Ellie about his fear of commitment. And she wakes up the next morning, like having these horrible dreams, shredding flesh and blood and all this stuff. Damn. But okay. the whole thing was a dream. Wait. Jake really wasn't in the house at all. I was going to say, Jake, now is not the time. No. But it was a dream. No, it was okay. just all a dream. Uh, the next morning, Jimmy wakes up naked in the bushes. Oh. Uh- <laughs> On the front lawn. I've been there, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, but yours wasn't from being bit by a wolf. How do you know? Uh, maybe. Uh, he tries to tell Ellie that after he spent the night reading, he is sure they have the curse of the werewolf upon them. Right? Yeah. Ellie says, everybody's cursed, Jimmy. It's called life. Girl. Ooh, okay. Yep. She's a little jaded. Mm-hmm. J- j- jaded. And I'm the one that jaded you. <laughs> The next day at work, Ellie, who works for The Late Show with Craig Kilborn, oh. smells something delectable coming out of the kitchen. Mm. When she follows the scent, all she sees is a coworker with a nosebleed. Oh. I, she doesn't find this weird at all. I thought you were going to say like a tray of meat. <laughs> Some pizza. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, she doesn't find this weird at all. No. Uh, she is hounded by Scott Bayo's publicist, Joni, who is trying to get Scott a bump up in the guest lineup over Ashton Kutcher and Carrot Top. Right, you, you can't get over. You can't get a bump over. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> Pack it in. Yeah, you're done. No, yeah, Scott, you've got nothing. <laughs> uh, she's a big pain in the ass. Yeah. Joni says she heard through the Hollywood grapevine that Ellie is dating Jake. Oh. She tells her he's pretty much a playboy, so don't get attached. Okay. That evening at a party, Ellie sees exactly what Joni was talking about: is Jake is surrounded by flirting girls. Flirting girls. <laughs> flirting girls. Not floating, but flirting. <laughs> flirting girls. Yeah. Sounds like a band name. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> huh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, one of them being Jenny Tate, you know, Becky's friend. Yeah. Oh, yes. From the fortune teller. Yes. Right? She's still uh, alive. She Well, at the end of the night, <laughs> as she heads to her car in the parking garage, it's bye-bye Jenny. Oh, RIP. Yeah. But Jimmy... Is feeling a lot stronger. Okay. And he's gaining some confidence. Ooh. And when Bully Bo challenged the weakling to a wrestling match, Jimmy kicks his ass. Fuck off, Bo. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy is pretty sure that given his newfound strength and cravings for raw meat, <laughs> that he and Ellie are werewolves. Okay. Right? Yeah. Jimmy is on it. Ellie, you need to <laughs> yeah, fucking get Ellie, it together. Get with the program, Come on. girl. Uh, they also seem to have developed a weird five-pointed star on their palms. Um, okay. <laughs> Ellie is still in denial. It's supposedly the mark of the beast, right? Uh, oh, um, right. Ellie is still in denial. Yeah. She chalks it up to like, you know, it's a rash or something. I don't know. A rash? Uh, maybe. I don't okay. know. I don't think me and Ellie would be friends. She seems a little too dumb. She's no. in a land called <laughs> denial. Um, even after she runs into Zella, who is at the Kilborn offices because she's trying to get a fortune telling gig on the show. Okay, nice. Uh, she tells Ellie that she bears the mark of the beast. 
and she's infected. Uh, it it could yep. not be any more plain. Clear as crystal. <laughs> and that's not Billy. Someone's spelling it right. out for you. She tells her that she has to sever the line to break the curse. Sever the line? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. And that the beast is closer than you think Uh-oh. and can look like a human. Oh, my God. Nope. Ellie's still not buying it. Oh, right? jeez. Uh, Jimmy heads to Tinsel to confide in Jake, hoping that he will believe him and talk some sense into his sister. Yes. And it's hilarious because they're sitting there having this conversation, and there's the wax figure of the wolf man in the background. Okay, that's cute. They're really playing. I know, like they're when really they playing do that. It. Yeah. Uh, Jake's not buying it. Thinks uh, Jimmy's cheese done slid off his cracker, right? Okay, all right. Uh, Jimmy heads home and is met at the door by Bo. Bo, what the fuck do you—I just whooped your fucking ass. Right. All right. Uh, Bo tells Jimmy that the reason he picks on him so much is that he has feelings for him. Right? Okay, that was a plot twist I did not see okay, coming. Okay, there you go. Okay. There you go. Now uh, I feel bad for Bo. There's bit. no time to discuss this info, though, because okay. now Zipper has turned, in, has turned into a werewolf. Lord, what did I just fucking say? Yeah. I said if something happened to Zipper. Yeah. Damn it. I didn't know dogs could turn into werewolves. That's a new one for me. To be me. honest, I didn't either. Right? I never thought about it. Okay, right. Because right. remember, he bit Jimmy. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, Zipper destroys the house, and Jimmy and Bo flee. And head off to find Ellie, who is now going to be attending the grand opening of Tinsel. Ellie. Right? <laughs> there are more important things. Right. Okay. Yeah, go um, to Tinsel. Yeah. Have fun. But Ellie runs into Jake and notices he also has a five-pointed star on his hand. <gasps> okay. Another dink. plot twist. Kawinky dink. I think not. But he tells her that he was born this way. And he can Maybe control it. Maybe I was it. born this way. And he can help her and they can be together. Ellie. But first, the grand opening. Are you kidding me? We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Put off the side, right? Not so fast. I got some drinks to yeah. fucking drink. Not so right? fast. I got sh- I got to make shit pop here. Right. Uh, the werewolf. So they're at the grand opening. Yeah. The werewolf makes an appearance. But it's not Jake. Who is it? Uh, there's a werewolf trying to kill Ellie. Oh, my God. Hurting Jake and Bo in the process because now, you know, by this time, Bo and Jimmy have arrived to... Talk shit up a little bit. to talk to Ellie. Okay. Um, Ellie and Jimmy realize that the werewolf is publicist pain in the ass, Joni. Ew, Joni. And you know why? Why? Because she had a one-night stand with Jake. Joni and Jake. And they got Joni and Jake. (laughs) J and J. And uh, got a little wild. And, you know. Scratch. Scratch. Yeah. Now, Joni, werewolf, (laughs) right? All right, yeah. Uh, Joni is a stage five clinger, and she's in love with Jake, even though he really wants nothing to do with her. He wants Ellie. Hit it and quit it. One night stand, (laughs) right? That is the definition, in fact. Of a one night stand. Right. So she has been actually wiping out all of the competition. Oh, 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 all the girls. All the girls that even glance his way. This is making sense to me now. When When she's the last man standing, you know, right. he'll he'll just settle for her. She's okay with that. <laughs> How romantic. God, Joni. Get it together. Fuck. Uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> a scuffle ensues between Ellie and Jimmy and Joni. There's a lot going on. Uh, and, you know, and Joni, she bites it. Right. Joni, farewell. Right. I did not enjoy your presence. R.I.P. Bye-bye. Uh, back at home, Jake pops in and we find out his intentions are not innocent. Oh, for God's sakes. He has led us all astray. And mm. I am devastated, Joshua Jackson. You trust this. you trust that sweet face. You do. And he fucking got us good. He got us good. He got us good. Damn. And he's pretty much a big old asshole, right? <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, and he wants to take out Jimmy because he said there can only be one alpha. Oh. oh. No. Okay. And Ellie... She's not down with that. Okay, finally Ellie's starting to get now some she's fire. Like, okay, yeah. So, you know, even though she was in love with Jake. Yeah. She got to She, she got to get rid him of him. Yeah. Her brother is more important. Oh. Right? Wow, family. Yes. Yeah. So, bye-bye Jake. Okay, uh, RIP. In the end, Jimmy gets the gal Brooke. Okay. He, Bo, and Brooke, because he's like, are you coming, Bo? You know. Oh, so, so now they're friends a little bit. They're friends, Okay. Yeah. Uh, walk down the street in the moonlight. And Ellie and Zipper are left to clean up the disaster of the so house. So Zipper is still okay. You know, the curse was broken. The curse was broken. Okay. He's back to normal. Yes, Ellie and Zipper, the duo I was waiting for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They end up, you know, getting to clean up the house. That fucking sucked. Well, Ellie, you yeah. <laughs> were kind of dumb the entire time. Clean up movie, your mess. So clean up your mess. <laughs> clean it up. Yeah. And that's the end. 
I thought that sounded like a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> cinematic piece of crap. I don't know what the problem is. Or a masterpiece. I don't know. I love it. Sometimes it's a fine line. I always loved this movie. I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so, we want a few fun and random <laughs> facts. I would love some more. All right, cool. Uh, the set of the high school was the same school used for Sunnydale in Buffy the movie. Ooh, I like that. And West Beverly High on 90210, if you're a fan of that show. I used to be. Little fun fact. There you go. I never was. Uh, Portia de Rossi and Joshua Jackson both co-starred in Scream 2. Also Ah. directed by Wes and written by Kevin Williamson. Yes. Who was was Joshua Jackson in Scream 2? In Scream 2? Yeah. I don't know. He was an urban legend. Yeah. Who the fuck was he in Scream 2? He was film class guy number one. Uh, Film class guy number one. Fucking duh. God, that must have been a short cameo. How the fuck could I forget? Damn, how did I not know that? Damn, okay, we're going to have to go back. and look. It's probably like a split It's probably like he's in it for 2.3 sacks. But you know what? It mattered because it's, it's Joshua Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Way yeah. Go, and pal. I think Portia de Rossi was one of the sorority gals. Yes. Was she? Yeah. yeah I think With so. Buffy. Yes. Connecting those wow. dots. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. There you go. This is Wes Craven's only werewolf movie. Okay. So cool. kudos to him. I liked it. Yes. The film was the first of two horror films released in 2005. Mm. The other was House of Wax. Oh, my God. That was one of my favorites that you've ever talked about. I love House of Wax. Yep. I don't yep. even yep. care. Yeah. Um, so what is my lesson? I hope werewolves. Yeah. I realized that we have not really talked about werewolves except for Silver Bullet, and it was kind of— About the Silver about Bullet. About the Silver Bullet. Yeah. So there are so many great werewolf movies, and I am just giving you a little intro because there's so many other things I want to talk about with werewolves. You don't want to blow your wad. You're right. You are so right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the word werewolf comes from Old English, where— Mm-hmm. meaning man, and W-U-L-F, wolf, meaning man-wolf. Man-wolf. <laughs> man there you go. All right. Uh, the werewolf is considered a creature with the ability to shapeshift from human to wolf form. Okay. They have their senses heightened, yes. their reflexes are quick, and they are gifted with extraordinary speed and strength. Speed. All right. Gotcha. And they seem to like to devour humans. Yeah, right? why not? little yeah. tasty treat. Sure. Snack. Uh, It's hard to pinpoint exactly when the mythology arose about werewolves, but let's take a look at a few possibilities. Okay. All right. Werewolves date back to our favorite Greek mythology in the legend of Lycaon. I don't know if I said that right. You said it with such confidence. (laughs) That you bought it? You bought bought it? it. All right. Here's how it goes. Lycaon was the son of Pelasgus. Lure. Yes. I don't know. (laughs) Pelasgus. Well, How's we're going to go feel? with that. We're going to go with that. Um, but anyway, he pissed off Zeus, oh, right? Because he had the audacity to serve Zeus a meal made from the carcass of a sacrificed boy. And Zeus did not like it. <laughs> okay. I, now, I think I got to side with Zeus. On now, the that question one. is what did he not like? Was it in fact that it was a human child or I, possibly? Was it baked instead of fried? Or was it not seasoned correctly? <laughs> I don't know. The These details are, the are not clear. The details are not clear. <laughs> These are the important questions. But anyway, Zeus punished Lycaon and his sons by okay. turning them into wolves. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. In Nordic mythology, there is a tale known as the Saga of the Volsungs, mm, okay. in which a father and son make a discovery of many wolf pelts that magically had the power to turn humans into wolves. Wait, what's a pelt? A pelt, like they're, you know, when you skin an animal, oh they're fur. God. I thought it was a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a dropping. <laughs> That's a rabbit pellet. <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> wow. I'm wow. coming across as wow. a very educated in today's episode. Well, Okay. I okay. probably blocked what it actually meant from my mind because that makes me sad. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So many wolf pelts. <laughs> and these pelts had the magical power to turn a human into a wolf, but only for 10 days. Oh, okay. If you cover yourself in shit, you can turn into a wolf. <laughs> For 10 days only. Caca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. 
okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Potty jokes always make their go. way in here. Right? Yeah. <sighs> All right. So father and son take this opportunity to put on the pelts and head out into the forest and go on a killing spree. Oh, okay. I mean, why? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck? I was thinking maybe once they put on the pelts, they had the animal instinct and couldn't control it. It just took over. Right. Gotcha. That led me, this is why I was led to believe this. Uh, <laughs> this lighthearted fun ended when the father attacked his son. Oh, shit. Leaving him for dead. But oh they were God. met by a kind raven who gave the father a leaf which had the power to heal the boy. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Magical leaf. Brought in by a raven. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Yes. Some magical plant power there. Right. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. A little brutal. A little brutal. Uh, It is pretty brutal. Right. Um, Many scholars believe that the werewolf was introduced in a very old tale known as the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. In which Gilgamesh decides to jilt a potential lover because he finds out that she had turned her last boyfriend into a wolf. And he said, pump the brakes. (laughs) No, thank you. That is not no my future. Way. You right. get the fuck out. <laughs> You're out of here. Uh, so moving on from mythology to reality, mm-hmm. it seemed there were several people who believed themselves to be werewolves throughout history. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So in 1521, Frenchmen Pierre Burgot and Michel Verdun claimed to swear a pact with the devil. And in their possession, they had an ointment which they believed gave them the ability to become, 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 <laughs> become <laughs> wolves. Okay. Right? Become wolves. Yes, become wolves. Uh, they proceeded to confess to the brutal murders of many children oh before being burned at the stake. <laughs> because this was thought to be one of the only or one of the few ways that you could kill a werewolf. Burn them at the stake? Yeah. Okay. Right. Damn. Like into the witch trials, right? Mm-hmm. Another Frenchman in the 16th century by the name of Giles Garnier became known as the werewolf of Dole. He, too, had a special ointment. Where's this ointment coming I was from? Say, where are you all getting this ointment? Damn, yeah. Who the fuck made that? <laughs> uh, which gave him the ability to become a wolf, and he, too, went on a spree of brutally murdering children. Okay. And he, too, was also burned at the stake. Well, okay. Here's my question, though. Do you have to put the ointment all over yourself? I, Do you have to literally, like, bathe in the ointment? I, I mean, that would have to be a big tub. <laughs> to be a big jar yeah, of ointment. a big jar. Yeah. yeah something's, not, uh, something's not adding up. Something is not right here yeah. in River City. All right. So these men clearly were insane, right? And Correct. by today's standards, they would be considered serial killers. Right. right, yes. But to citizens of this time period, such disgusting crimes could only have been perpetrated by a supernatural being. Oh, I see. Which is where the fear right. of the werewolf comes in. Gotcha. Right? Okay. The most notorious of the werewolf tales comes from the 15th century farmer in Bedburg, Germany. It is said that he had the ability to turn into a were- the ability. <laughs> I, my words are starting to slur. Uh. That he had the ability to turn into a werewolf at will. Oh, like okay. he could like control whatever he wanted. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, and he would kill and eat many a fine folk in the Bedburg area. Okay. Peter was eventually caught when a group of hunters caught him in the act, shape shifting from a wolf into a human. Okay. Now, what were they drinking? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, you never know, Lore. You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy claimed Peter. He claimed that he had a magical belt. That allowed him to change from his wolf form to his human form <laughs> whenever belt. he whenever he pleased. Okay, right? yeah. Um, although no belt was ever found before Peter was eventually executed. Okay, right, right. Um, so those are you know some, some examples. Some examples. All right. And I'm going to stop here for today because there are so many awesome werewolf movies. Like I said, and I want to cover them. I want to dive into lycanthropy. When werewolves first appeared in pop culture. Oh, fun. Legends like associated, like we talked about the silver bullet, but how about the full moon? Like all of that kind of stuff I want to get into. But, you know, like we have the American werewolf in London. There's so many good ones. There's so much Um, to do. It's so exciting because for me, the werewolf is my favorite classic monster. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't think he's like the most popular. He he takes a backseat to like Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah. Frankenstein is yours. I do like Frankenstein. That's what I was going to say. I do love vampires. I do love vampires. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. 
I like I want to do the original at some point and talk about Lon Chaney and you know his contribution to pop culture. Lord. And I do love where you know werewolves are my favorite. That's very cool. I'm excited yeah. for that. This yeah. is a good intro though. Yes, it's a good intro uh, as to where some of the mythology and some of the you know real occurrences that yeah, feared people into this belief. Of werewolves. Of werewolves, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I did not know anything about yeah. that. Yeah, strange. Damn. Right. That's yeah. a brutal one, girl. That's a little brutal. But I guess with werewolves, I mean, come on, it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Good yeah. job. But that has also led to people, you know, not being nice to wolves in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Not come good. on now. Yeah. Use your brain. Come on, guys. But all right. <laughs> all right. We don't like that. And no. All right. And that is Cursed. Cursed. So, if you, shitty or not, go watch it. I was going to say, if you haven't watched it, this is one of those fun ones that's just like, it's a cheesy early 2000s movie. You're going to have fun with it yeah. if you allow yourself to have oh, fun with hilarious. it. It's hilarious. It's got hilarious. some really good comedy in there. Yeah. And a good cast. So yes. Great cast. Go fuck it up. All yeah. right. Yes. Well, all right. Up top, girl. That Boom. was a good one. Another yes. one in the books. Yours was great. Loved it. Gonna well, go watch you. that. Oh my yeah. goodness. All right. Love well, that lesson. With that, are you ready for Killer Quotes of the Week? I sure am. It's my turn. You fill this bitch up. I did. Oh, Laura, you gotta lower it for me. I don't have gargantuan arms. Okay. All right. What do we got? Okay. Don't fuck with the original. Yes. From Scream 4. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of Scream talk today. A lot of Scream talk. A little Wes Craven love. Okay. Love it. That was sent in by at that darn cat. I love that. Thank you. That's a good one. Maybe we'll have to do Wes Craven for a witch whisper. a perfect tie. That was a perfect tie. In today's episode. Some Uncle Bob's magic for you. It always works out like that. Love it. Wes Craven witch whisper. What do you think about that? Ooh, I dig it. I like that. Yes. All right. Well... That's that's it. That's all that's we got. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. We hope you have a good weekend. Yes. And we'll, we'll see you see next time. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did it again. All, all right. right. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. Later. And, yeah, TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.